some form of the internet oh, yes, there. but just not in my But it wasn't high school. Yeah, it wasn't a big thing. And yeah. not everyone had, maybe one computer in high school had it, and guess yeah. who wasn't on that computer? We had networks. Uh-huh. There was some networking, Powers computers. Did not have that. The, we did not, we had typing computers like IBMs that were not hooked together, and they had five-inch floppy disks. We, we did have networking. We could, we could fuck with the next classroom over. Oh, wow. Yeah, Mr. Bemis got so nice. He was the teacher over there. I can't remember whose teacher we had over at ours. I, but he could log into their shit, and as these kids are like typing, DJ, DJ, FJ, FJ, DJ, you know, doing their oh space yeah, typing bar, space bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could erase your shit like that. <laughs> like, I swear I did it. But my first, the first time I ever got like on the internet, and this just speaks to our culture. Maybe I was young. I don't know, whatever. Well, your age. So uh, I was in a young uh, man full of hormones. Yeah, remember that week I went to college? Yeah. <laughs> it was that that week. That was the one. The one week I went to college at not community colleges, I was in the library. Which town? On on the 
internet. I'm on the internet. Oh yeah, that's the first time I got on the internet. And so I got a search box. And I look up, and and all of a sudden I find like a naked. It wasn't naked at that point. No, 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 no. no. It was just like a naked picture of a woman or something. Yeah, one where the resolution comes like one line at a time. Yes, it was like. Oh, I see her forehead. (laughs) Now we got some eyebrows. She's got a mouth. I like mouths. Mouths are good. There's a neck. Enough of the neck. Enough of the neck. Oh, upper chest. Upper chest. We got nipple. Now now you're now you're looking around. You're (laughs) like, right? Where's life? I hope so nobody sees me looking at a nipple. Right. I bet there's a second if I wait. Yeah, there it is. Nailed it. All right. Internet, internet security was uh, people watching your stream at that point in time. There was no <laughs> network monitoring or anything. <laughs> internet security was the local librarian. What do you live in? Yeah, what do you, what do you got going on? So this, uh, what? I want to say that's probably close to it. It was a, it was a swimsuit girl, the first like porn I looked up on the internet. It was definitely a swimsuit girl whose swimsuit had become misplaced on it. But looking at looking at porn on the internet in that is comparable to like looking for nudity or porno movies on like Netflix and Hulu and, and, and Amazon Prime today. Oh yeah. Like you'll eventually find some nudity, but at the end of it you're like, Well, screw it, I'll just go get a Playboy then or then I'll just go to the internet. Well that now. was the first porn that I I've heard. Seen. I've heard I've heard that some people do. It I don't Infamous, we found a bag. We found a garbage bag full of Playboys. Me and my friend Mike were Everyone out in the that. woods. Everyone has that awesome bag. Right. There's just a garbage bag full of Playboys. We're like, oh my, they're not wearing clothes. I mean, and, and found porn was great. And we had we had discussed too when we came back that not at all. Found porn was so good because it was like hunting. Yeah. Well, nailed it. Got porn. <laughs> I grew up in a house that had libraries of play. My dad had every one. Well, he was out a collector. A collector. Still a collector. He was still a collector. Well, you got to keep mad. the collection complete. He was just talking about how mad he was that like people actually stopped taking libraries in Michigan. What? Like, yeah, they what? stopped. They tried to turn into like a uh, oh, what's like that? a gentleman's like, like a maxim. maxim. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, all right. Okay, We're crime and music. We don't normally talk this much about porn. We might have a spinoff called Crime and Porn. I mean, that might, might be a show we do. Yeah. We, Trademark, we, copyright, crimeandmusic.com. Yeah, we got that. That's that's locked down. That's done with locked down. So, <laughs> generally, we talk about crime and music. And uh, we're going to talk about we it. We want people in Idaho. That's how we talk here. So, six minutes in, we're off the rails. Off the rails. There's a new segment that I like really much to... Uh, Really much. I don't no, really much is that, that's that's yeah. really good. Is that proper grammatical language? Yeah, that's. I heard people who are grammar Nazis are apparently dicks. Uh, I'm using that as a punishment for some stuff that I said today. I don't know. I just get back. You got to get the microphone closer. I'm. Yeah. It's close. I'm just whispering no, for gonna, effect. Do you see where the silvered yellow part is? You're down there. You're what? raising up a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Back up. Back up. Can you see? Rise that? up. No, the screen will go with the voice. I'm. Well, you like that. There you go. I want your voice in the grid part. That's what I want. Yeah. There you go. Sounds just like me. Yeah, that sounds good. Or better. Sounds good. Yeah. Like set up. Get your get your rib cage all nice and extended. Oh, stop. Get your chest. <coughs> oh, look at that. Oh, my collar didn't even work. So, this week, uh, our second week of coming to the stage, guess the guest. Guess the guest. This is my big party. Here we go. <laughs>
born April 6, 1937 in Oldale, California. In a boxcar. Oh, he was really born in a boxcar. Literally born in a boxcar. And we'll get there. I, I would not have guessed California, though. Yeah, no. Because that's not my state. Well, well he's, continue. Well, he's from Muskogee, so uh, we, we know this from, uh, what is it, the Dutton v. Train. He was the Dust Bowl, put a bunch of people from Oklahoma into California, and that's where Oakland's. Yeah. And that's where the train originally came uh, in peace from uh, from Muskogee. Yeah, but he was not in Oakland. No, he was He was not. a Cali. Cali. <laughs> he's a Cali kid. Cali. Yeah. Cali. All right, Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard. His parents are Flossie May. Flossie. Yeah, Flossie May Harp and James Francis Haggard. Were they married? They were married. Why were they married? Well, her last no, name that was Haggard. the same. Her that was her, her maiden, maiden name. name was Harp. Yeah. Flossie. Yeah, Flossie May. Ever eat yell at someone Flossie? No. I yell at my wife when I floss. I don't floss like three, four times a week. I don't think dentists and hygienists like make you feel bad anymore. No, you're they not used to. to. You're not allowed to. Well, no, they don't want you to feel bad. They want you to come back because they're. Di- why would you make your customer feel bad? They're like, no, don't floss today again. My favorite is Bart Simpson when uh, he goes to the dentist and she goes, "Hey, here's your toothbrush and your uh, dental floss." And he's like, "So wait, you want me to do your job for <laughs> you?" Yeah. And he just throws it in the garbage and walks out. I don't think so. He's like, "I'll see you in six months." Flossy, flossy, flossy. There you go. All right, Oildale, California. Talk about that. It's 3.5 miles north-northwest of downtown Bakersfield. All right. Where's I don't know where. I still don't know where this is. doesn't matter. It's in California, and the total area <laughs> is 6.5 square miles. doesn't matter. Well, think about it. It's 6.5 square miles of land. That's that's Oildale. That's not a big area. No. People, I, I swear we know people who own more property than that. Well, there's, there's cities around here that are that small. That's true. I mean, like, Birmingham's small. Got an elevation of 469 feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> here's the key. <laughs> the only reason that, that's that information is <laughs> incorrect. Uh, here's the weird part, though. Uh, with only 6.5 square miles, there's a population of 32,000 people as of 2010. So it's highly pop- densely populated. There was only 28,000 people as of 2000. So in 10 years, it's grown by over 4,000 people. Wow, what are we doing out here? Previously called Waits and North Star, Oildale was founded in 1909 when the son of Dixon saw the light of the day. Oh, so he stubbed like like he said half of it. That's right. So well, whatever. So Oil, nobody cares about that. Well, I did a little math, and we got a total area of 6.5 square miles, and that's a population of 32,000 people, and that means a population density of 5,003 people per square mile. Uh, that's it. Must have like tall buildings. <laughs> it goes up. Per square mile. Yeah. 5,000 people per square mile. Isn't that like a person's foot, roughly? I mean, like a foot, foot and a half. No, square. That's <laughs> Oh, that's true. All right. That's yeah, three like a uh, person every I was like, a mile's like 5,280 <laughs> feet, so uh, there's a person every foot and a half in a mile. Not a lot of people. Not a lot of people. Uh, Not de- country wise. Well, it is. Demographics are 84% white, 0.8% African American. I meant country living, like, you know, living on a farm. One point eight percent Native Americans, and my favorite, point one percent Pacific Islander. There were thirty of them, and they were all white. So they got point one percent. Yeah, thirty Pacific Pacific Islanders. Yep. They're just Pacific. Yep. Even though it's not really that big. We're in Oildale. Oildale, and uh, as you know, Merle Haggard is from Oildale, and uh, most notable people from Oildale. Merle Haggard.
Kevin Harvick, he the is. race car driver, guy. NASCAR driver, number four, Ford Fusion for Stuart Hoskinson. I was, I was, I, I heard, I knew the name. It took my brain a minute to work. Or yeah, how you associate NASCAR Pacific driver. Islanders and Merle Haggard and whatever. But Bossy Man James moved across the ring from Chicota, Oklahoma, during the Great Depression. Oh, okay, so they were from Oklahoma. That at least they were. His parents were for sure. 1934, uh, they burned their barn down and stole it. Oh, they didn't do it on purpose. Their barn, <laughs> <laughs> their barn burned down, so they moved to California. Well, I'm sure like army, the army will do that. You know, like burn shit. <laughs> These guys are gonna come get us. We don't have enough time to move all this shit. Blow it up, so uh, we can retreat. Right. They didn't like. Fuck it. We're going to California. Let's have <laughs> one more good party. They <laughs> they want those Texans. They want anybody getting their barn. So no. This Fuck is you, Barn. No, there was a thing I, I've been calling it now. I wrote, yeah, I wrote this. Barn Noble is my barn. I wrote this episode. So uh, uh, yeah, I have to remember now. Some uh, something happened. There was a storm or something. I don't know. Maybe barn burned down. Or something. Uh, I have nothing. That's else. all they had was one barn, and they might even been embellished them because I heard it was a shit house. <laughs> They're small lean-to in the backyard. <laughs> they caught fire. Well, their barbecue grill hit them, but that's pretty much about it. They loaded their 1926 Chevy, and their two kids, Lowell and William, settled into Battlefield, Virginia. James started working at the Santa Fe Railroad as a carpenter. Why? Okay. I mean, you know. Yeah, I guess they got to have people to fix things on the road. So uh, James made uh, remodeled an old boxcar from Oil City, purchased a lot, and then moved in. Oh, they lived in a boxcar. Lowell was born in one. That's neat. Not Boxcar Willie, Merle. I slept in Boxcar Willie. <laughs> no, I didn't. It was I had to pay hundred dollars to do it. Oh, I was like, where did you do it? Chattanooga, Tennessee, the Holiday Inn, right downtown. I've you been to Chattanooga. Yeah. yeah, you see it. It's you know Chattanooga. There's a river there and stuff. And so the Holiday Inn was, I think, like close to or on or whatever an old rail yard. Okay. And they had a bunch of um of of, of sleeper cars, sleeper cars, right. box cars, train cars, right. And they had them all remodeled as hotel rooms. Nice. Yeah, so you can get a whole, it was like 80 bucks if you want to stay in the normal whatever. And then another 20 bucks to get the boxcar, which only thing that they had above what the hotel had in the main area was, it was your own ser- like separate little thing. And you say, hey, I slept I slept in a boxcar. Yeah, that's it. That's all I, I, I maybe took a nap once in a while, but not sure about it. Did you ever house train when you were younger? No, that's really dangerous. Actually, I saw, I saw it for the first time in Las Vegas. Really? Yeah, it used to be all the time when I was a kid. Boxcars aren't used as much anymore. They're just a general motor. Ben now grew up next to a train. Yeah, now everything's, you know, like pizza trucks and car carrier trucks and coal, you know, corn, you know, all that kind of stuff. Commodities, yeah, like an easy but way But the boxcars had the big doors on the side and you drive up and you're like, oh, okay, this is just a regular truck or whatever. Yep. They don't have them anymore. Excuse me, dude. So I drove a fork truck inside of a boxcar when I worked at the Holiday Inn. A lot of boxcars. A lot of boxcars. So Merle is is born in a boxcar. Um, and they eventually expand the boxcar. It's got two bathrooms and two bedrooms, a kitchen, and a breakfast nook. Do they just fucking have boxcar bars? <laughs> I think they built off it. Like, you know, they just, like, added a room and, like, an old I think people are doing that now these days. They're getting those little, like, 
regular. Yeah. The, the the boat the boat thing the boat cart the the shipping. Thing oh, the shipping containers. Yeah, shipping yeah, yeah. Container shipping thing? container houses. Oh, yep. see, yeah. Oh, I like that. I do. Cool. So, uh, 1945, when Earl's nine years old, James Haggard dies of a brain hemorrhage. Ew. To support the family, Flossie May works as a bookkeeper, not like Rick James at all. Like an actual, like a legitimate. Like bookkeeper. an accountant. Yeah. And so Merle was often left alone in the care of his great aunt and uncle, who were kind of like, well, you remember the parents in Willy Wonka? They just kind of stayed in the bed all day. It's kind of <laughs> what. I don't know how much you know about Willy Wonka. That's well, the Johnny <laughs> Depp version or the old. No, but I do know the, that the reference. The Gene Wilder, right? Just like the old. So Merle was kind of left out on his own, like uns, own. unsupervised, right? So. Devastated by the death of his dad, Merle becomes a little bit rebellious. He's nine? He's, he's nine. He's nine. Well, ten. Ten. 1946, he's ten, and he's hopping freight trains. Yeah, which which we've already put as dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. Um, he made it to Fresno before being picked up by the authorities by the cops. That's like 100 miles from where he lives. What? Isn't there a name for the people? There used to be a lot of people that would jump on boxes, you know, like travel the rails, the hobos. 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 Yeah. What were the names of the people? Like there was like the force, like the cops of the rail yards. They would the Pinkertons. No, not no, no. That wasn't the Pinkertons. The rail yards. It was they were um, they were um, rail the rail marshal or something it like was that. Something. Yeah, it was something like that. Uh, so yeah, ten years old, he's hopping rails and riding up to Fresno. Um, his mother puts him in juvenile detention for a weekend to quote change his life. Oh my god! But mercy. Well, yeah, you don't go to prison for being a good guy. <laughs> well, she put him in there, you know, like, this is what happens when you dick around. You could end up here. And he's like, sure do. Sure do. 1948, when Merle's 12 years old, Lowell Haggard and Merle's older brother give them a used guitar. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, Merle learns to play all by himself by listening to old records in the house that they had. Haggards were, uh, they were a musical family. James played the fiddle on his dad's favorite fiddle, the Honky Tonks. Um, Flossie was a Church of Christ member, oh. so she shut down all that music oh. and Honky Tonk. And no more Honky Tonks for James. Nope, 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 stop. We were just talking about that earlier. I was just like, you know. So this poor lady's got like a couple of sons who like to play the guitar. Cuts that right out. Yeah, it's like, nope, work. you're not going to be you a know, Honky Tonk. You know, and put them in, that didn't work. So back then, though, this is before his dad died. This is James, like Merle's dad. He didn't have a didn't have an automobile. So he said he had a car. That's how they drove there. Well, no, that was Flossie's car, though. I mean, they laid all that car, and then it broke down. You know, it's an old twenty-six, man. I mean, that they car had, was they twenty had a, years they, old. They lived in a box car. They lived in a box car. So he didn't have a car. Well, Flossie May's going to the bookkeeping job, right? Yeah. So he doesn't have a car, but he's still got to go to gigs and parties and stuff. So excited. I'm so excited. So excited. He's good. He's got so a soundbite. He's dropping a soundbite. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? How did he get from the gigs, Ben? Don't tell her. Don't tell her. 
So no, but his dad like could take horses and, and play. He'd put the fiddle and the guitar into pillowcases and one to go on each side, and he'd ride off to a gig. <laughs> That's how he played. But no more of that. For a girl named Flossie Mae, she wasn't very cool. She was a buzzkill. <laughs> She's like, nope, ain't doing it. Killed the horse. Yeah. Well, no. They, they ate the horse, they, Brian? They shut down. She shut down the, uh, the honky tonker. Oh. You don't want to put it in harm's way? Yes. I guess. Yeah, you're not going to stop him. I mean, the horse, the horse. That's the thing, too, right? The horse knows the way home. He's not drunk. What? <laughs> What's the you problem, can officer? The water, but you can't make him drunk. That's what it was. The idea was to replace cars with horses. That was the sign for everything. <laughs> you never see two horses banging into each other. Oh, my God. Well, he's not. He's not. He's a huge horse. That would be tragic. Or just lowly moving <laughs> wicker wheel. <laughs> That's what they got him as. So, uh, okay. Merle starts, uh, well, okay. So, basically, young Merle is having trouble. Uh, out of control. Well, not, no, that was his dad. Yeah, that was his dad. Oh, she, that was his she dad. shot the husband down from playing his fiddle right the not dad, Merle no the dad used to jam out and that's what I was saying it's a musical family and James used no, to be a musical dude it's kind of a <laughs> I'm sure she sang in the church choir I mean I gotta imagine <laughs> so uh, anyway Merle starts stealing and passing bad checks so yeah I, for all of our listeners out there that don't know what a check is <laughs> it was like a note from your mom Here's the thing. If you're taking checks from a 12-year-old, that's on you. <laughs> I mean, he is 12 at this point. Yeah, he's 12 at this point. So, uh, yeah, he's passing bad checks. He's, like, wearing, like, a big coat. Hello, sir. <laughs> I have your order of uh, fish. That'll be $14. I don't know you like that. <laughs> I don't have money down to the so, table uh, for $14. After that, he gets arrested for truancy, and he goes back to juvie. Well, yeah, true. He raped checks at the local fish stand. He escapes juvie. I think that's a good way to do it. You're going to end up stealing. No, nobody ever wants to like be known as like a thief. No, that's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Good point. So, 1950, Merle's 12 years old. He's arrested for shoplifting. He goes he goes back to juvie. So, he just needs a revolving door at juvie and never comes out. He does have one. <laughs> does he ever get in trouble for breaking out? Well, that's why they sent him back to juvie. That's well, all he got caught for shoplifting. Well, that's true. You know when he got caught for shoplifting, that 13-year-old was like, yo, you little boy, and he grabbed his ear, and he, like, let grabbed him out by the ear. by the ear. Yeah. Like a Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah, you just let him out by the Because that doesn't happen. You can't do that to kids anymore. You can't do that. No. Well, Stranger! <laughs> Where's the baby? 1951, Merle and his friends, Bob Teague, go to, go to Bakersfield to see a guy named Lefty Frizzell. Lefty Frizzell. Sounds like another, you know, anybody with the first name Lefty. <laughs> it's, uh. Either missing a hand or he's got something shifty about him. <laughs> uh, he's a country music singer, songwriter, and honky tonk singer. We talked about the honky tonk before. Well, did you know what a honky tonk is? You know, I feel like I've heard the def like literal definition of it. I mean, I know what a honky tonk's like a a bar full of fans and they drink beers out. It's a bar that provides country music for entertainment and a style of music played at such and such a place. say it's like oh it used to be this cool they used to have a cruise together and you know they would have these country singer 
I got a pilot that can take as long as I use my parachute. That sounds like a frizzell, honestly. Like that's more of a frizzell. Yeah. I sometimes get those two words mixed up. Pump and frizzell. So they go to Bakersfield to see Lefty Frizzell. Lefty Frizzell is like a grand old Opry guy. He's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Do you know the the grand old Opry used to be called the? Big? The Opry? The, no. The the, 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 the building. The Grand Opry? I don't know. Dude, it was, you wrote the part. I don't remember all of this. The Ryman, the, the Ryman Auditorium. The Ryman Auditorium. Yeah. Right, right. Good for you. For all of our, uh, you know, diehard, hardcore listeners. So Lefty had six number one country hits. Um, the most notable one I could think of is If You've Got the Money, I Got the Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, he also wrote uh, one called Saginaw, Michigan. I was born in Saginaw, Michigan. That's Lefty Frizzell. There you go. Uh, he influenced George Jones, Willie Nelson, Roy Orbison, the Everly Brothers, who, and who, John who? Fogarty. Who? Lefty Frizzell. Roy? Yes, Roy. 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 <laughs> yeah, I know. We got a key in Roy Orbison here. I know. As a proud member of the Roy Orbison fan club. Yeah, Roy. Uh, I love Roy Orbison, and this is a guy who influenced Roy. Yeah. And looking into Lefty, you can kind of see it, too. It's kind of yeah. Like you know you're a big fan of Roy Orbison when Roy Orbison himself wears a belt buckle. That's pretty good. He took whatever belt buckle he had, and you got a picture of Roy Orbison because there was, you couldn't just go to the internet and get a picture of Roy Orbison back in ROS two eighty. Oh no 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 no! You had to you had to go like find an old magazine your mom had laying around the corner and cut out a picture of Roy Orbison, put it on the belt buckle, and get some clear tape (laughs) and tape it on there, and and then you were the coolest kid. Everybody everybody had one. Not everybody had two. (laughs) So that's the guy. Bob and Merle got so drunk. How drunk were they? They passed out and missed the first set. <laughs> well, that's because they're in a band. They came to for the second set, though. Quote, Merle, he was dressed in white. Heroes usually are. He's going to call himself to be a hero. Well, he hero idolized Lefty. Lefty was the guy who's like, whoa, you know, like that first guy you're like, I want to do that. I can't fucking do that. I got to draw. Let's see. This is the guy. Didn't Poncho build a bus stop? Oh, yeah. Poncho was like, oh, yeah. Uh, Albert F. Elton. Oh, Lefty. I didn't do that one for Lefty. Wasn't Merle Haggard? He sung that song. Yeah. 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 Poncho and Lefty. And we'll get get there. All right. So age 14, 1951. Merle and his friend Bob Teague, who is mentioned a lot but has no further Wikipedia searching, they run away to Texas. They're trying to find Lefty Frizzell's house, and so they go freight trains and hitchhike through the city. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Some of these old, <laughs> right. some of these old people we talk about. I knew you were gonna love this. I knew you were. I mean, they just kind of like, yeah, let's go do this, and they're doing little adventures here. Yep. We don't do adventures like that anymore, do we? We don't. No. Let's 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 take it on the road, buddy. I don't know. Let's just start riding around the boxcar. I would love it. We so take the snowmobile all the time. We got a nice. We'll have to get some warm clothes though. I feel like I'm gonna get chilly. We'll get our ice fishing gear. Yeah, that blue suit. I got my blue suit for the ice fishing. If you'd like I'll to wear see, the blue suit. if you'd like to see Ben and I ice fish, go to YouTube and go to onelastcast.com over or dot org. I'm sorry, over to ice fishing. Oh, that's good. Not dot org. We're an organization of well, ice fishing. For that one, we were. <laughs> Check that out. Uh, 
Uh, so they're riding the, the boxcars. They're hitching, they're hitting the tractors. They purchase a switchblade and a pistol and they go home. I feel like this is every every mother's nightmare for her. Well, we still have this to children. <laughs> hey, you guys are 14. Have this pistol and this switchblade. Well, don't worry. The spring's not activated, but all you have to do is move this little button. Yeah, but button you can't move. Yes, you can. Not yet. Why, why? Because you're going to die. Localities. <laughs> the pistol. And then at 38, they return from Texas. They're arrested on burglary charges. Because they robbed a bank. Yeah. I think the pistol would do fine for that. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. The robbery suspect. They robbed, they robbed, did they robbery somebody? Well, they spend five days in jail. At 14? Yeah. And when they're released, the real criminal, uh, well, they were released and the real criminal in jail you asked about the breaking out of juvie all those times and when that happened merle is sent back to juvenile hall again again we had talked about the word of the day again so if today if you're doing the drinking game the word is going to be again and that's like an extra bonus ag two g's a-n-n again for both syllables you have to do that so uh and bob bob needs to know about your dad too Oh, they did, they, did, they did hop that train when they were kids, yeah. Um, well, it's funny you bring that up because Merle's in juvie, right? Merle escapes. Again. Yeah, and moves to Modesto for Bob. Thank you, little Bob. So he does some work as like a candy shop driver, school teacher. Not really. He does it like every day. But No, I don't think I'd want to be a candy shop. It's That's hard work. Short order cook? I love that. Commit, I know you would. And yeah. then he commits a series of small crimes. There's no small crimes about the Bundy Brothers. <laughs> I think they get easier. Uh, his first gig, Merle and Bob play a bar named the Corn Cellar. That sounds huge. They were paid $5 and given all the beer they could drink. At 14? About, yeah. I mean, they're not 21. No. All, but, okay, what, a beer? Beer. Here's this is probably all the beer you can drink. Well, yeah. Well, they, they were the... 14-year-olds getting drunk at a concert, so they probably drink a lot. So it's weird that it's beer that you can drink. You're fantasizing so hard about this this era now, aren't you? Oh, it's like, yeah. oh, you're like, I wish I was there now. Got a guitar. I used to travel the country <laughs> in boxcars. Your buddy drinking and partying. Yeah. That was in the days where, like, you know, you could split a six-pack and get drunk. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. the end of 1951, Merle returns home to Oildale, uh, Bakersfield, and uh, he's arrested for truancy and petty larceny. Again. <laughs> I mean, this guy's 14, and he's already done more stuff than Justin Bieber times seven. Oh, dude. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. Beginning in 1952, Merle is sent to Fred C. Nellis School for Boys in Whittier, California. How they name these boys' <laughs> schools all these different things. I know. Wow, you would think. That'd be great, right? That's why kids are picking boys. <laughs> in 1952, he escapes. Again. And gets picked up. Again. And the courts deem Merle incorrigible. That was a, an official like edict. <laughs> yeah, it's I literally have it in quotes. Incorrigible. <laughs> I feel like I feel like tapping him on the <laughs> each shoulder, shoulder with like a stick. <laughs> I deem you incorrigible. Take your dumb tap, sit and play. He's sent to the high security Preston School of Industry. Again. PSI. No, this is the high security one. Yeah, high school. security. Let's go with the yeah. flowery name. Preston. Preston School of Industry. Preston. After 15 months, he's released. That's his. Uh, that's correct. 
Vince knew and a friend he met at PSI tried robbing a store, and they botched it. And it ended up in a severe beating of a Down syndrome child. Ew. Changed from a little boy who wanted to be just like his dad. And then another quote It was the sickest, most degrading thing I ever did. And it just wanted to become like those goddamn people I hated so bad, I felt bad. Worst decision. Get it, Gracious. He did. And that's the thing, is you can see a redeeming quality in him at a young age. And so, no, Merle. No, but feeling bad and guilty is better than the other people who with him who didn't. Yeah, maybe. You we know. don't know about that one, though. We weren't as good as I was at the time. Yeah, it's come back. Yeah, so Merle is sent back to the Christian school of industry. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, he gets out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Merle and Bob go to see Lefty Frizzell. Again, embarrassing. So, pretty much, <laughs> we're, we're... So, he's just... at this point because um well that's brian's got something to say about that about the halfway point and so yeah we gotta reload and restart yeah and i got something for you so First mate and first officer are the same thing, but I don't know. You want the legal academy description of an officer? Backstory. Brian and I had a discussion. Um, I don't know. Did he hear bumper music? I want to hear the bumper music. It was in play. Okay, so the uh, first officer was we were talking about it in the Star Trek universe. You just said who's the best first officer? In well, it was it was assumed we were talking about Star Trek, (laughs) and we could only pick. Chakotay. And then we decided we couldn't figure out if it was Spock wasn't the first officer, and you said he was a science officer. He's a science officer. I feel like he was the number. Th- he was the first officer as well as a science officer. I he was a science officer on 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 the Next Generation. We didn't have one. Data. He was Commander Data. But he wasn't the first officer. No, he wasn't the first officer. He wasn't the science officer. He wasn't Command Goal. Was he up in there? He wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. No. But he always wore gold, but he was Commander Data. Red is en- engineering and security. No, Riker no. and Picard wore red all the time. All the time. Oh, they did, didn't all they? All the time. And the huh. first time Wesley Crusher got promoted from Ensign, he got a field promotion. Red. To He went to red, and it's uh, red. Jordy wore gold, too, didn't he? Jordy wore a lot of gold. So and he was, was an officer. He was an officer. He was it there. But then there was uh, not as high ranking as Data. Who was one of the commission guys on there? The uh, the guy that ran the transporter, O'Brien. Mister O'Brien. Yeah, he was. He wore gold too. So I don't think I. Did he wore red? That. He switched. He no. did switch though, because no, he I went. Don't, 
he don't did, think he ever wore red. He and uh, he and Warp switched because they went to Deep Space Nine and got different jobs, and so they switched to different colors. And I remember them being like, "What is oh, this?" Oh, was Warp weird on Deep Space Nine? Yeah, he was part of. Michael Dorn went there. Michael Dorn was in Deep Space. No, because they. Uh, it wasn't Deep Space Nine. It was Deep Space Nine, and then that little tiny ship that. Was that oh, was kind of cool. Yeah, it was a very cool battleship. And I never looked at that. That's yeah. funny. But Mike, but, but Warp was on it, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to that one. They had to have crossovers. Well, they had uh, the Enterprise went to Deep Space Nine. I think before they knew they're doing a Deep Space Nine. Felix, I'm gonna ask you this to come back to you. Fine, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that type of talk. Okay, it's a good bridge for all the Merle Haggard fans out there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All you Merle Haggard Star Trek fans. Uh, <laughs> we like to cover a lot of bases. We're well-rounded individuals. I know about the bases. No, um, Merle Haggard. Oh, well, we're, it's going to be a minute now. The good thing about this is that we know nobody's coming in from, like, a break. They were listening to this on the radio, and they're like, oh, shit, listen, it's a Star Trek episode. Somebody in Star Trek plays music but, and but killed somebody? But there are plenty of people talking about it like, I swear these lights aren't gray. That must have been Merle Haggard, right? <laughs> what the hell? What happened? But if you'd like to weigh, on, weigh in on the uh, Deep Space Officer, oh, any Star Trek yeah. universe, that's great. But I'll agree with Brian that Chewbacca overrides it. <laughs> Nobody ever does that voice. <laughs> I'll just insert the sound from Lucasfilm. All right, so uh, button for that? That was weird. No, I do have a button for this though. That's what we have. Merle Haggard decides to pursue a career in music. Well, he was already doing that. Uh, he made the. All right, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. He works in the oil fields during the day, and at night he plays for clubs and honky tonks and bars. Well, that's that's how it works. He got a spot on a local TV show called The Chuck Wagon. The Chuck Wagon. I would hope that wasn't his old name, Chuck Wagon, but <laughs> it was The Chuck Wagon. That's all I got. Uh, in 1956, uh, Merle, 19, marries Leona Hobbs. Oh, 16. 19. Yeah, man, he's young doing this. Yeah. This is a grown man at the age of 19. <laughs> he's accomplished and done more than I've done at 43. <laughs> That's true. All right, so uh, Merle marries Leona. They move into the boxcar <laughs> with Merle's brother and his wife. This is the boxcar. This uh, Rolls Royce. Yeah. Merle's youngest daughter, Kelly, wrote, quote, God must have wanted to punish both of them for some terrible event, so he gave them to each other. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, love that family. <laughs> they have four children. Uh, Merle was not ready for the confines of marriage. At 19, not a lot of us are. 1956, Merle goes to jail for stealing a car. No, I thought he gave up all that stuff. Pursuing mm. music. No, he does nine months, and Leona has no means of support. How much support does she need? She's working in a boxcar. I don't know how much she has a boxcar payment. Like to work, ladies, if you want to date a musician. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, go get your bookkeeper job. And <laughs> so Leona... Uh, not, he's what well, he's Leona's got no means of support. He's in jail. He misses the birth of their first child, Dana, during that search. Oh, that was he was in jail for the birth of the first kid. Yep, this is terrible. Bad writing, good writing. 
think of our roof yet. Uh, Merle robs a gas station after he gets out that he used to work at. <laughs> Merle, I know that's you. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not me. He's headed out to the oil fields in New Mexico because um, he thought there would be jobs out there. And they're like, oh, it's booming. No jobs. So they head home. That's how Gallagher's still in. 1957, Christmas time. Uh, 20-year-old Merle and friends are out of work. They've been drinking. Again. Again. <laughs> they decide to rob this roadhouse. Right? Like, they're, they're going to take on the Swayze and the cooler, and they're going <laughs> to they're gonna do it, man. They're going to go for it. Good idea, right? Long day of serving people. Lots of money in the register. Okay? That was the plan. Yeah. So it's a better plan than robbing a bakery in a barbershop. Right. Late, dark out. son out back in the car. Oh, they brought the baby. <laughs> Jerry, 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 Jerry. So, uh, Merle was promptly caught. Again. <laughs> they brought the baby. Merle wasn't present to see the birth of because he was in jail. Again. <laughs> you want to call these guys a little bitch? <laughs> I'm so sorry for that baby. So uh, early the next morning, uh, Merle walks out of the Bakerfield Jail again, unnoticed. Oh, he just, <laughs> just somebody left the door open, <laughs> and he left. I do believe you have a cop car story like that with you in the back <laughs> of a cop car and they left the door open. Did you not just leave? No, we. I just left. They, they <laughs> well, oh so God. we were at that. We were at Central. <laughs> yeah, we were at Central. <laughs> Washington Street Central we just, Kids in Mount We Pleasant. just roll in. We got some beers. I got beers in yeah, my pocket. Yeah, who are we? We're just... I think I had that big brown... Oh, Carhartt big coat? Big Carhartt With coat the big pockets? That came down almost to my knees. That was a parka. Yeah. I don't know who it was. Maybe somebody in the back. But I had it. Pockets go down with beer. We were... We were age. Yeah. Yeah. We probably doesn't anymore. So don't, don't feel worried about that. Yeah, I turned 21 at Central. So if you guys were visiting us, then... <laughs> so, <laughs> very yeah. Very much underage. Well, so we're within the party months. and this this fight goes on. And I think I think 
the people who were having the parties, they weren't talking much about the cops. They knew they were going to get in trouble. It's like, no, there's a fight. You need to get broken up. And it kept going, you know, like two different groups of people kept going at it, and it's getting broken up. So the cops showed up. And I'm kind of like in the, in the entrance of the house. And I'm like, hey, the people that called the cops are here. They're right here. And this I've done this once before. Uh, Nicole, thanks for having me. I love that you're you on know, the show. You know, it saves Nicole. a lot of time. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was doing a hand and gesture. And their sister. Yeah, that's yeah. – those two will topple over if they just stand so, up. So, no, okay, but, yeah, so – Stop it. So the first cop, like, goes in. The second cop kind of grabs me, and there's people everywhere. And he's like, oh, yeah, and he hands me a deck, and the next cop, next thing you know, he's like, I need to talk to you, puts me in the back of the cop car. There's no padding down. I got beers in my pocket <laughs> everywhere. You guys all fled. Everybody fled. It's like cockroaches, you know, the light comes on, they all run. I love that. Those are yeah, <laughs> and it's winter. It's wintertime. Oh, yeah. There's, it's like no, no. snow on the ground. Yeah, I remember. And so everybody runs. I'm in the back of the cop car, and the guy shuts the door. I look over, ne- like, across, you know, in the back of the cop car, completely fine. There's yeah. n- it's no leg room. There's a dividing wall. But there's two doors. Yeah, and I look over at the other door. It's open just a little bit. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there, and, I, and there's cops outside, not too far away from the car, and there's a bunch of cops in the house. There's probably three cop cars there, and I just reach over with my right leg because he put me in the driver's side, and I reach over with my right leg, and I push the door open a little bit. I'm like, okay, here goes that guy. <laughs> and so I just kind of like scoot my way over to the other door, and I'm looking. I'm thinking, okay, there's two or three cops in the house. There's a cop there. There's a cop there. I kind of like look down. I'm like, slowly open the door. Get up. And the coolest part about this was I just walked away. You don't run when you're you on the run. run. When you're on the run, this is before all the born identity movies. Don't run. Don't run. Don't. So I got back to the your apartment. <laughs> no, you jerks. I don't know. We got a Taco Bell or something. And so <laughs> I can't get into the apartment. It's on the second floor, and it's locked because you had to get buzzed in. I think, or at least your door was locked. Our door was locked, and I'm cold. I had to walk all the way back. You guys had a car there. Yep. And so I had to walk all the way back, and I'm like, oh. So I started climbing that tree. <laughs> yep. And you can access our apartment through the underwear tree because it was called that because people would throw their underwear in the tree. Well, then you guys come pulling up. I think you had Taco Bell. I'm just <laughs> saying. I think Taco Bell was involved somewhere. And they're like, hey, uh, what are you doing there, Ben? I'm like, nothing, dude. Nothing. I was there. <laughs> uh, so there's my escape from the law. So, yeah, uh, potentially what we learn here is that you, like Merle, if no one's really watching you, just leave. Well, I was going to get in <laughs> trouble. Yeah, I didn't yeah. do anything wrong other than underage drinking. I didn't feel like that was like a big deal. Good luck getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, same story. Merle walks out of the Bakersfield jail unnoticed, just walks out, and uh, he wanted to make peace with his family. That's not it. Was he dying? Well, the local police had enough of Merle and issued a shoot on sight order. What? Yes, sir. Huh. And uh, Merle was rearrested. spent two months in a minimum security prison uh, while California decided what to do with him. This does not sound like a guy that ever needs to be in a minimum security prison. <laughs> like everything he's ever been in is minimum security. Uh, well, here's the thing. February 21st, 1958, Merle, 20 years old, is transferred from San Quentin Prison just north of San Francisco. Not as, not, not nearly as minimum security. Impossible for me to hook up and walk in there. It's the 
state's only death row is California. It's California's state prison for men. That's obviously the one in California. Uh, Merle was given six months to 15 years. That's quite the deal. <laughs> that would stress me out, man. Like, what am I in for? And like, I guess if I'm Merle, I'm just going to stay in there for six months because they don't let my ass out. Apparently it's 15. I'm going to walk away. <laughs> yes, that's true. Well, in prison, Merle was fired from a series of prison jobs. That's got to be bad. Just mm. an inmate. How right? bad do you have to be to scoot out of prison and walk away? Well, <laughs> I suppose, right? Well, or furniture. I mean, you could be terrible at upholstery. Or make a knife into it. There's a lot of bad things. I would. Yeah. They don't make knives in prison. They don't. No. So, uh, yeah, well, Merle wasn't good at any of those things. Uh, an inmate friend. James Rabbit Kendrick. We have a lot of rabbits on the show. Yeah. Didn't uh, Eminem have a rabbit in uh, Rabbit? Eminem was James Rabbit in 8 Mile, but... Um, Didn't he have a rabbit? No? No, he was Rabbit. He was Rabbit. He was Rabbit. Okay. But uh, Little Wayne has a guy named Rabbit, and so he's sort of traipsed up there. I, I Yeah, his yeah the good guy. Right. Yeah, yeah, I thought for a minute when you were talking about that, I was listening to a podcast later, because I didn't right. do a couple of things before this, and then... time rabbit rabbit's a good guy so if you got a nickname of rabbit you're probably a good dude all right you might be in a bad situation but you as a dude probably a good dude all right so uh james rabbit kendrick um him and merle begin planning a jailbreak that would be kind of fun right well yeah right you know um a couple other inmates though talk merle out they're like dude don't 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 you're not supposed to do that you're only supposed to be here for maybe six months right so well About 1960, because uh, that's where it was, about 1960, about two years in, uh, Merle hears that his wife is pregnant. Well, he has, he's got to get home. It's the birth <laughs> of a second child. Merle. Two years later. Well, I mean, if he's two years in jail, and he's like, okay, so you give him a nod. He gets it, people. You get it? I get yeah, it. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. So Merle goes off the rails, starts a gambling ring in prison, starts a brewery. Well, he got busted for being drunk in his cell, and he gets a week of solitary. Which is kind of nice. You're not allowed to do that. Well, I wonder, you say brewery. He started he started fermenting things. And selling them. Yeah. In a cycle. Like repeated business. Like yeah. Like Merle's the guy you talk to to get but the a hooch. But bre- a brewery, I feel, is like what they make beer. It wasn't like eh, prison, he was getting prison, prison orange juice and <laughs> sugar. <laughs> right. And making some um, rye. Probably. Yeah. So, okay. In solitary. Hey, and you know how, like, you got to go to Merle to get your prison wine? Uh-huh. You're supposed to share it? Slowly. <laughs> he was in prison. Oh, that's good news. Why? Just for his last name. Is he dead? No, well, no. His wife's dead. <laughs> that but he, no, yeah. John Kleinsley, I can guarantee you, does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> But he, he shows Matt and I how to make uh, prison, wine? prison wine. Five pounds of sugar, five gallons of water, five packages of yeast, and five apples. Where, where am I getting all this in prison? Yeast? No, yeah, well, package of yeast, five gallons, a thing to mix ten gallons in. Well, you could actually reuse the yeast after you make it the first time. And then sometimes you'll just, like, open some. You just take all your orange juice what and let it ferment naturally. What vessel do I have that I can hide from the guards? 
it's a five gallon toilet? And they're like, yeah. You plug up the stop, you get your toilet. And they're like, it looks simple. This is very part part of the voluntary process. I see that the skirt. We might have to put that on the. It the looks like your arm. You're just like an arm is broken down. You're like you're holding your arm out and you're just looking and you're just like, I gave this a five days. We'll get an animated gift. We did it. Matt and I made it in high school. You made prison years. life. We made prison life. And then. Can you see me? Is a oh, John blind. Cena reference. I didn't know if you went blind. <laughs> no, um, you don't get go blind. You go, you go blind from drinking off the tap and then the skull. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. not just yeah. head, not just fermenting and drinking the water. But Jennifer, don't do that either. Stop saying that part. Why? Because you can't. You These people it. are going to be fine with it. They're not though. Her last name's not even the same anymore. Well, until I see it written in Lee's name. Oh God. All right. Well, she got drunk. Merle got solitary for making prison wine or beer. Whatever. Whatever. Fermented sugar. So Merle's in solitary and he meets, I don't know how you meet people in solitary, but he meets a guy named uh, Harold Chesney. Chesney. And he's an author and a death row inmate. So meanwhile, remember Reddit? Yeah. He successfully escaped. Oh, he left Merle behind? He left him, dude. Oh, my God. That's against prison code as I know it. Yeah. Well, then he shot and killed a cop. Who? Merle? Rabbit. Oh. I thought we decided a rabbit was a good guy. Well, he's back in prison with Merle, and he's set to be executed. Well, you gotta think of Rabbit, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> you yeah. can't be a I guess good guy. Rabbit's you can't not be a, a bad guy yeah. and have the name Rabbit. You just... So, Chessman and Rabbit, they got to Merle, and they inspired him to change his life. There's a quote from Rabbit. He said, quote, I don't know how to do an ad. I mean, you were right before it, so... No, I... <coughs> let's pretend he's hold on let's pick an ad you know these guys oh god can we just pick a famous person then i'll pretend to be them let's not all right christopher walken <coughs> you've got talent you can be somebody someday that's all so <laughs> no 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 i, no, I, I got a christopher walken i love a good actor you got you got talent you got talent you can be somebody someday. What I know is I got the fever for <laughs> more cowbell. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so Rabbit's like, you dude, don't bring so many. I forgot my cowbell. Uh, I was going to have sound props. Yay, I'm the cowbell not doing me. Oh, you don't? You don't? <laughs> I'll go get the fucking cowbell. <laughs> Oh. I want one of those machines. No, no, you just hit buttons. That's dumb. I did. I did. So, okay. Anyway, I did sneak in one prop. Uh, pretzels? No, that's not a prop. That's a snack. It's a salty, healthy snack. You want to learn about Merle in prison or no? I'm learning about Merle in prison. All right. Damn. So, Merle, you're going for a prop. I'm not going I, for a prop. I can see you. No. <laughs> Just, just, just get it over with. No, like, he's in there. I, uh, all right. So while he's in there, Merle gets his high school equivalency diploma. Okay. Okay. He keeps a steady job in the prison <laughs> textile plant. <laughs> I cannot focus. And reading cards. He joins the prison country band. Oh, what, what, what does uh, what do you play? What <laughs> do you, what, 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 what,
country band. They play country music band. No, what? What? <laughs> the guitar doesn't play guitar, Jeremy. Who plays the guitar, Ben? Huh. You don't understand what I play, Jeremy? What <laughs> instrument do you play, Ben? Hold on. Nice. This has been terrible today. Yes, it is. That's why it was disconnected. That's how you play it. You hit the ball. Oh, hit the ball? Yeah. So, if you ever heard this song, the noise, that is a noise that's made by a It's a small rodent, yeah, or the large rodent, actually. Large rodent. Capybara, yeah. Or Georgia Sore out of Georgia. They used to call it a jawbone because what they would do is they would use goat jawbones, and the teeth wouldn't all the way fall out, and so the teeth would rattle, and the bone after all the soft tissue would dissolve away, and so you hit a jawbone. jawbone? Yeah, technically it's a jawbone. Yeah, technically. So you hit this? Just hit that, yeah. You just hit that ring. There you go. That's the sound. studio it's not for that you can bring your guitar you can play a song really yeah 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 you know better than me i play I a little know, shooting for the stars anymore right i play a little guitar it's called the ukulele <laughs> hey <coughs> see i could have had the drum set and done a whole thing oh so um merle was in the audience when johnny cash performed at san quentin he on, was on New Year's Day, 1959. Oh, really? Yep. And um, we met Johnny. He's like, "Hey, Johnny, I saw you on New Year's Day, 1959." Johnny would be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I was in. Uh, yeah, I was in. Yeah, yeah, I was in jail too. Um, at his second parole hearing, Merle was given a, a five-year sentence, and he did two years and nine months in jail, and then two years and then three months on parole. And so he left prison ninety days later. They let him out. He didn't escape. <laughs> I can't say again. Yeah, right. No, that's uh, upon his release, Merle went to digging ditches for his brother's electrical contracting company, and then he started performing again. And then later, he began recording with Cali Records. I have never heard of that. Uh, it's a company out there in Baker. It's like there's this thing called the Bakersfield Sound. I don't know if you've you, you're familiar with that or I didn't know. I'm not a big country music guy or music guy. Um, it was developed there because of Bakersfield for the Bakersfield Sound, uh, and its response to the whole Nashville sound was kind of like East Coast West Coast sort of thing. You know what I mean? Okay, like East Coast rap, West Coast rap, but with style and all that. So, so Merle Haggard didn't look like Biggie then. Well, not yet. No, he, he's Tupac. Tupac. West Coast. Oh yeah, yeah Biggie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Exactly. So, Merle's playing bass in Las Vegas for uh, Lynn Stewart for six months. Uh, Stewart gave Merle the song. Sing a sad song. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I no, see a lot of these songs for me, I'm not good with names and remembering things. Right. That's why I sing them. But I can hear <laughs> if you hear the song, you know right. the song. I right. mean I know a lot of Merle Haggard songs, yeah. It became a national hit, reaching number nineteen on the country charts. Um and Sam Hill, his second single, wasn't that successful. Yeah. Name some of do you have a list of his big songs? We're getting there. All right, yeah. Yeah, here's his songs. His duet with Bonnie Owens, uh, Just Between the Two of Us, broke into the top 40. And then another one called Strangers, or My Friends Are Gonna Be Strangers, broke into the top 10. Then, what do we got? Swinging Doors, that was a smash hit. That went to number five in spring of 1966. And then Two-Wheeled Rose made it to number three in 1967. Yeah, a lot of these were old, like, sad country songs. Yes. 
Do you see this, though? This is the beginning of a streak of 37 top 10 hits, including 23 number one singles. Really? Yep. He was that popular. Now we get into things like Hungry Eyes and yeah. Working Man Blues by Oki from Muskogee. Which everybody knows that album. And then the sequel, The Fight Inside of Me. vocalist by the American Country Music, or Academy of Country Music in 1970, the Country Music Association in the coming year, 1972, California State Governor Ronnie Reagan grants Merle a full and unconditional pardon of all his past crimes. Oh, no shit. Yep. Oh, wow. Ronald yeah. Reagan. Yep. So I don't remember if I wrote it down, but I'll, I'll tell you another fact about Merle later uh, about governors. 1973, Merle plays for Nixon at the White House. featured in Clint's film Bronco Billy. I remember that one. It became Merle's 25th number one hit. Really? Yes, sir. Awesome. Is it better than Down? No. <laughs> I got like three copies of that one. Oh, yeah, you got copies of that too? Okay, buddy. In 1983, CMA honors Merle and Willie Nelson as Duo of the Year. Now, he was in the Highwaymen, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. that's correct, yes. Yeah, so him and Willie and Chris Christopherson and Johnny Cash. Sure was. Who was it? Chris Christopherson and Johnny Cash, right? Yep. Willie Nelson. I was going to say, I think it's Willie, but I don't want to get them and, uh, did I say Willie Nelson was on that? No, you didn't. All right, yeah, Willie Nelson. Yeah, he yeah. was the highwayman. Who are the other ones? That's where they sung Contour and Leftover. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, there's another group with them, like Orbison and those dudes. Who, what was that group called? The Traveling Wilburys. Traveling Wilburys. That's, That's correct. Right. That's I mean, correct. Ju- near, nearly. Same I circle. Same well, same Mount Rushmore. Uh, but there's more than one Mount Rushmore. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I'm not. I, who picked? Were they Highwaymen or the that pop group? The Wilburys? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. That's a little younger one, but some of the older ones might go to Highwaymen. Yeah, Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, Jeff Lynn's coming around. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's not that easy. Jeff Lynn's coming around. Yeah, I want to go. I missed the Wilburys show. Yeah. So yeah, I missed should get show. tickets? Yeah, I will. I'm, I want to get tickets. I will tell you. I'll go with you. It's a little over. Crime and music from uh, something out there. I've heard people sneaking out of jail. I've snuck into a guy. (laughs) Remember that before? Uh, I got a couple more songs. 1984, That's the Way Love Goes, earns Merle a Grammy. And uh, 1994, Merle is inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. 2006, Merle gets the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award and also gets pardoned again by Schwarzenegger. What'd he do? He's already pardoned once. Do you think Arnold was just like riding around? says country trespassing and I know damn well what that means. <laughs> it also gets pardoned by Schwarzenegger and country's trespassing and I know damn well what that means. There you go. Boom. Copper boom. Yeah. Uh, 2007 he's elected into the National Songwriters Hall of Fame. Oh God, I don't remember this fact here. <laughs> I totally forgot. I don't expect to have to remember this stuff like a month and a half later. So well, <laughs> we had a scheduling conflict. Right cards. That's true. Uh, 2010, he received the Kennedy Center Honors. Goes out to my cousin. She's the event coordinator at the Kennedy Center, so we've got. Yeah? April 6, 2016. Did he do a live podcast there? No. 
Kennedy Center, dude. No, we're not getting that far. Uh, pay attention, though. This is sad. April 6, 2016, Merle dies at 79. Complications from pneumonia. He only had one and three-quarter lungs. His cancer got severe. Well, why is that sad? He's dead. Well, everybody's going to die. He did have a hell of a life. Uh, you know what? And Go ahead. And I, I, I want to say we skipped over a lot of it. We, we focused a lot on the crime part, but there was a lot of, like, crime parts. Well, <laughs> that's a lot of his life. Yeah. Um, Merle got married five times. That's a lot. He got married to Leona Hobbs, Bonnie Owens. She's a singer who helped shape his career. Leona Williams. Debbie Hold on. What was the first one? Leona Hobbs. He, he got, got married to two different Leonas? Two Leonas. He's got a tight squad. Long and straight. Uh, Leona Williams, uh, Debbie Perrette, and then Teresa Ann Lamb. Uh, Teresa Ann Lamb? Ann. Oh, oh. Merle had six kids. He had, oh. he had four kids with Leona uh, Hobbs and two kids with Teresa Ann. Oh, that's wild. I'll tell you what, man. That's wild. That's a lot of people out there. I'm going to finish this up with a quote from the man himself, Merle Haggard. Quote, an ordinary man. Tough sack. <laughs> Sorry. Merle you know, Haggard, my man. What do you think? I like Merle Haggard. I, I would like to talk more. I mean, w- this was not our podcast, but I would like to know more about his musical whatnots. He had a ton of stuff. I read you a bajillion number one hits and I know, records but and like Grammys. Do you want the specifics? No, we, you could do a two-hour podcast about his musical his achievements. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We talked about, you know, why we'll try and forget how wild the life is. <laughs> what the hell? I feel Again, like. Again, <laughs> it's the best. You know, we always say, it's the wild west. Well, no, it was the wild west. Yeah. Well, now, now, good. I'm going to walk out the door. Yeah. Just yeah. Up and leave. Well, you did it. <laughs> well, I wasn't in jail. I wasn't in a correctional facility. You were being detained by the police, and I, you left. Well, I wasn't in trouble. I think they just were like, eh, eh, no. Stopping it kids. wasn't as wild as that. Yep. I bet you the dude that put me in the car. Didn't even remember I was still in jail. Yeah. Oh, we're missing one. Oh. <laughs> there was no APD. Uh, APD back then. APD put out on us. That's that's pretty funny. No, I like Merle Haggard. I like Merle Haggard. The Hag was uh, a, and man, just the balls on that kid to be hopping trains to Texas. Fourteen and at one point. Ten. Like yeah, just up and around. Couldn't like play his first set because he was too drunk at, at nine. Whatever. Well, no, he was at a concert then. You just see him after he says all, oh. but they didn't take the first set because he was too drunk. No, yes. Oh, yeah. So he was just wasted on stage that night. Oh, for sure. I've missed a set or two. Yeah. Oh, mow hard. Oh, you know, I tell you a story about my friend Matt and I were talking about our last show. Sure. Um, we went to a Rush concert and he got drunk. starting to like listen to rush and he was like oh man this is this is not good yeah so he grabs somebody's popcorn like you know like the popcorn like the bottom right and hurls it <laughs> now i don't want to tell you about popcorn boxes when they're in district though but they're not they don't seal up like that they're not waterproof they're not that's not it they're not moisture resistant and so the whole entire box is all like he's a mess up he must have sneezed so i'm like you know you gotta take this guy to the car and he said i was gonna pass 
on my way out of the house to the house, um, one of the uh, ushers was like, hey, you know, you don't have to leave your house. We're just taking you down to the infirmary. Like, the what are we? The infirmary. I dumped Matt off. <laughs> I drunk, dumped that drunk ass off on some like he was somebody else's property. That's for sure. So later that night, they like must have given me like a coat check ticket or something. <laughs> so I go back down to pick Matt up. Concert? I was at a Rush concert. One of the one of the nicest people. We don't do a lot of Rush concerts. Yep. Did you I find s- your card? I see what happened. Yes, we What'd missed. You do? We missed card number twenty-two or oh. twenty-three. All right, you got any? Yeah. All right, let's let's. Here's here's what we'll do. Let's read it. Not like we missed it, and then just conservatively read it, and then do that. Oh, this is gonna be tricky. If not, you guys will hear all of this. So no problem. It's all gonna right. be great. All right. Card number 22 out of 50-some cards. So this is a card that's, like, <laughs> in the middle of the freaking deck. 24. Yeah, and I missed it because it was number 24. So I'm number 25 in the break card range, so I can't take the damage on it. Hey, we got the bird that we could have taken from you. Yeah, that's good to know. We, we got, got the bird. Gibson Swoop. Kirk Gibson, yep. Uh, here's the thing. Number 24. Oh, wait, no, we did. Do you remember when... And Blake Griffin. Well, are you sure? Do you remember when they went to go see Lefty Frizzell that first time? Yeah. And they got too drunk. Yeah. Drunk. All right. Well, they made it backstage. Him and several friends. Me and my buddies made it backstage. And Merle sang a couple songs for Lefty. So that's the thing. Lefty was so impressed, he refused to go back on stage. And so they let Merle sing a few songs first while his loved really? ones and Matt Cards. Oh. Oh, that wasn't important. It wasn't a super important card. And it got stuck during a Especially stupid break. Anybody that wanted to ask a question about Merle Haggard, Merle get his big break. Lefty Frizzell. I like Merle Haggard. I might have to listen to some country stuff from him. He wasn't in that whole entire group of country singers we talk about. I don't think he was uh, my biggest favorite. He was sad. That's why. Yeah. He's the depressing guy. Because he had all that prison time and all those like was, those things. Was, was he the one that sang, I, we stopped loving her today? We stopped loving her today. Sure. I mean, dude, he has like 45 number one hits. I'm sure one of those was something. Yeah, it's always it's always very sad stuff with Merle. I will tell you that much. But oh, it was oh, it was the fucking Mama tried. Yeah, Mama yeah. tried. That was a Mama tried to raise me better, but yeah. did something turned to that's turned 20. I turned 21 in prison, doing life without parole. He he had street cred. I mean, we talk about our our, our different Mama musicians tried. that want to go to jail. the street cred he's broken out hey. of more prisons than half the people been in so well that was fun merle Haggard. i like merle haggard right that wraps it up nicely merle's a, a good success story at the end so he he messes up his childhood a little bit just because you know his dad died young so the yeah, so the better story right but pulled it around at the end there made it made it good made it good for himself made everybody knows merle haggard you know hey Hey, that was it. Well, uh, let me tell you, uh, we got another speak pipe that came in that wraps up Merle Haggard, but there is, you know, it's not. What do you mean a speak pipe? You know what a speak pipe is. Fucking 
know about this big pipe, but I know what this big pipe is for. I'm going to play this big pipe we got. Please leave your own big pipe music.com or I'll be forced to do everything. Uh, yo, Brian, I'm on my way to your house and to do you. another episode. And I don't know if <clears throat> I just got done listening to the Justin Bieber one. And it was, it was pretty good. I didn't think it was our best. I think the next one's our best. I'm not going to ruin it for everybody. It's a secret still. But I just want to give you a heads up real quick. I'm going to eat snacks on the show from now on. Um, I know you don't like the noise. And all my snacks have to be crunchy because I like crunchy snacks with salt on them. And it's just a thing now, man. I'm going to do it. And so I stopped at the store and I got some 7-Ups and some crunchy snacks. And uh, just want to get a little bit of something out here on the speed pipe real quick. And I figured this was a good time to inform you about that. All right. Bye. Well, that, that's all true. That's not fake, everybody. <laughs> That was our feedback section, and so we asked you to put feedback in for the feedback section. If you'd like to leave your own feedback, um, let us know. Crimemusic.com, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, there's even things on YouTube. We actually have a YouTube thing where you can watch just a still picture, and the audio will, will bounce up and down on the YouTube. You can listen on YouTube. That happens? Yeah. You can listen to this on YouTube? Crime the Music on YouTube. If you have YouTube Red, you can actually just use it as audio. A lot of the kids are using YouTube as audio, but Why you gotta can't pay we for just it. Have that? Oh yeah, you gotta pay for it. So, but we're on Stitcher, Spotify, LinkedIn, TuneIn, LinkedIn. I don't even know. LinkedIn, yeah, we're <laughs> not we're yet. Big time we're we're big time on LinkedIn, guys. Uh, TuneIn is a thing. My no, not on MySpace. It's on there. No, I looked. It's not. Uh, it's being created. If you want to Google us and find us, hit us at the socials. Let us know. I like this beef pipe. It's fun. I would love to this hear somebody else.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.